0: The following episode was recorded live on YouTube for Adulting.TV Live. Welcome to Adulting, a podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at Adulting.TV. Welcome to adulting.tv, and our guest today is Michelle Schroeder, and I'm here with Miranda Marquette, as usual, and I am Harlan Landis. So how are you doing, Miranda?
1: I'm doing well. I'm excited because I love travel, I love new ways of travel, and I love road trips. So (laughs) I'm really excited to hear what Michelle has to say today.
0: All right. So Michelle uh, has traveled with RVs. I am really excited about this, too, because I've thought about different ways to travel around and make it interesting. And then this seems to be something that's really cool. So Michelle, could you tell us a little bit about how you got started with this?
2: Yeah, um, I love talking about RVing. So we started RVing in July of 2015. We pretty much started it on a whim. Our house was for sale the same week that we sold the house. We also bought an RV and we mainly bought the RV so that we could travel back home like on quick weekend trips. And quick trips around Colorado because we had just moved to Colorado. We really loved RV life. So we ended up like not going back home. We had a rental in Colorado at the time while we were searching for a home there after a household. Long story. Really hard to understand. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so we bought an RV and we pretty much never went back to the home. Like there was a good two months where we didn't step a foot back into our rental house. And we realized how much we loved RVing. So we decided to take it full time and we've been doing it since. And it's been a little over two years now since we started.
0: So how does this work with an RV? Where do you go when you go somewhere with the RV? There, I know there are parks, but what is it like to do that?
2: So there's many places you could go. There's free camping and paid camping. Free camping would be like on public lands, like national forests where you can camp for free. And then there's also like state parks where you could camp in a campground. Then there's RV parks where you can pay to park at a private company. There's also, you can also overnight at a Walmart or a Cracker Barrel. There's tons of different choices. Right now we are at an RV resort in Las Vegas. These are a little newer, I think, RV resorts, but we come to really like them because they're more secure. There's more things to do if you're in town for other reasons. Like in Las Vegas, there's nothing to do outside right now because it's too hot. So here we have lots of pools and a nice gym that we can work out in. It's more like a home here, I guess, if you're at an RV resort because there's other amenities there.
0: And so what kind of people are you meeting as you're going across the country?
2: Lots of different people. We meet early retirees, normal retirees, people who are still working, people who are working for other people, people who are starting their own businesses on the road, people who are living out of a van, people who are living out of huge like tour buses. A couple of months ago, we met a billionaire who lived in their RV. So there's definitely a wide range of people that you meet on the road.
1: So what made you start doing this in the first place? I mean, you mentioned selling (laughs) your house. You mentioned you loved it. Uh, You loved RVing and you don't want to go back. But what made you think, hey, let's sell the house and get an RV? I mean, what was (laughs) the thought process there?
2: So one thing I always like to tell people when it comes to choosing RV life, usually the first step is you like it. The second step is you have to convince your spouse to do it. So for us, it was Wes liked it, and then he had to convince me to do it because I was never interested. I'd never stepped foot into an RV. The first RV I had actually ever been in was the one that we bought. So RV life was completely new to me. I really, really love it. I love seeing new places. I love exploring new places. I love going on new hikes. I love hiking. I love eating at new restaurants. One thing that we like to do is, is when we get to a new town, I like to look on TripAdvisor and look at the top 10 restaurants. We usually try to like knock as many of those out as we can. This way we can meet new people, also try new delicious meals and other things. And we just love everything about RV life. It's really great.
0: So when you did go ahead and decide that this is what you wanted to do, how do you go about choosing the right type of RV You know, in terms of size and capabilities?
2: The right type of RV definitely depends on the person. There are so many different RVs. For us, we started out in a class B plus, which is pretty much a, it's like a little bit bigger than a van. Since it was just a weekend thing, uh, we figured that was enough space. We could get into smaller places, get into more state parks and national parks. But, uh, once we decided that we wanted to do it full time, we realized we need to get something a little bit bigger. So now we're in a bigger RV just because we have Two dogs who pretty much need their own areas. There are tons of different choices, though. Um, Like, my sister and her boyfriend are looking at travel trailers. There are, like, normal-sized vans where you just live in your van. There's no bathroom or shower. Um, We met a couple people who do that as well. There are huge fifth wheels where you need a huge truck to tow them. Um, It pretty much just depends on what you want. For us, we wanted a Class A because we needed more space. Plus, we wanted to tow our Jeep behind our RV.
0: What are some of the costs that you've encountered and perhaps other people can expect?
2: The cost can vary. We know some people who do it on less than $1,000 a month, and that includes the campground, food, gas, and everything like that. Then, like I said, we've met a billionaire, and I'm sure he travels much more extravagantly than the person who travels on less than $1,000 a month. So RV parks can vary widely. Um, you can camp for free somewhere. We know many people who only camp for free. So they spend $0 on wherever they park. There are RV parks that are like three to 4000 a month, even more sometimes. So it really just depends on what your budget is. Whatever your budget is, there's probably something for you.
1: So now you, you talked about starting out by just like doing it on the weekends and having like a little RV like the size of a van. So is this something then that you sort of work up to over time? Where you get used to doing it, you, and, and then discover if you like the lifestyle. Or is it something where, like, I mean, uh, Heartland and I, well, and you too, we, we have our friend JD Roth and they just sort of decided to go on this, like, year-long road trip and they got an RV and they, you know, rented out their house and went on this year-long road trip. So, I mean, but you're adopting an actual, like, lifestyle where you live permanently in this RV. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, a year-long road trip is great, but I definitely think there's a lot to see in the United States or even in Canada and North America in general. So I definitely think you would need more time to see everything. So doing it more permanently is something that I love because I can see more, I can take my time, which is really important.
0: And I I would think that there's so much to see. I mean, you could never see everything in an entire life, much less fit it in within a year. But what are some of the more important, Important things do you think that are worth seeing
2: do you mean like places or yeah
0: places sites uh anything around the continental United States or North America
2: yeah so our favorite well my favorite thing to do is to hike and what's favorite thing is to mountain bike or road bike so we like to pick a place that has biking and hiking and then we also like an area where we can explore with the dogs as well so national parks are great and we love national parks we usually can't bring your dogs there So we like to find, like, a nice state park or uh, national forest outside of it where we can walk our dogs more freely. And we also like places – we like to be more secluded. Like, we don't like to go to places with that are in big cities. Like, right now we're in Vegas, and it's a little crowded here, but it's really not that bad because it's more of a touristy area, so everyone's on the strip. But we were in Portland recently, and the traffic there was horrible. It took, like, an hour or two to get anywhere, and that really wasn't our thing. So we like to be more – farther away from everything. Like right now, we're near our first Target that we've been near in a very long time. And usually, I like to be a little bit further from Target, the city, traffic, and everything else. So our favorite places are, in the wintertime, we like Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. We also like, we like a lot of areas in California, but usually those are better for smaller RVs. Um, So we've hit them up in the big RV, but we've made a promise to ourselves to go back if we ever get a small van. Let me think. We also love the Pacific Northwest. We love Oregon and Washington and uh, the northern part of California. We love going home to St. Louis in our RV too. Like we can park in people's driveways and that's a lot of fun too. We love everything about RV life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then what do you need to do to prepare to live in an RV? <laughs> right. I mean, we talked a little bit about the cost. We talked about, you know, whether you just do it on the weekends, whether you do a year long road trip or whether you're going to live in there. But if you decide you're going to live the RV life, what do you need to do to prepare to do this effectively?
2: Well, I guess the first thing you'd want to ask is, are you going to do it full-time or part-time? If you're going to do it full-time, then um, you'll want to think about what you're going to do with your house. Are you going to sell it? Or are you going to rent it out? Are you going to have someone house it for you while you're gone? And then after that, if you're going to get rid of it, obviously you're going to have to get rid of a ton of stuff. Have a yard sale. For us, we uh, just had Salvation Army come over to our house and we just had them... Uh, pretty much load up their truck with as much stuff as they wanted. We also had neighbors come over and have them take whatever they wanted. You definitely want to think about a budget. If you're more on a lower-end budget, you'll want to think about where you can camp, what kind of vehicle you will want, how much diesel or gas you'll want to spend each month, and stuff like that. And, of course, how you'll make money, too, or if you need money, if you're not retired. Okay.
1: That's a really good point. How do you make money when you're driving around in in Harvey? (laughs) Um, I mean, I know how I would do it because I, I'm a writer and I work remotely, so I can do it from anywhere. There's a, a internet connection, but not everybody's an
2: internet person that lives online. So how, how do you do that? So we've met numerous people who do all different kinds of things. So we've met many people who still work for their employer and said they just took it on the road and they just work online for their company. I would say that's probably the majority of people that we meet. Surprisingly, a lot of people think, oh, Most young people in an RV are just travel bloggers or they uh, are just starting their own business. But no, actually, for the most part, everyone works for someone else still. And then some people, of course, run their own business online. Like me, I run Making Sense of Sense um, online, and that's pretty much everything I do. And then let me think. Oh, a lot of people also work camp, and that's where you work for the RV park that you park at. So you might be cleaning the bathroom, working the front desk, making sure people get to their campsites safely and correctly some people work at flea markets some people sell online on etsy there's just so many different things you could definitely do while traveling if you're not retired
0: how do you stay clean
2: (laughs) we have a shower and a big bathroom we actually have two sinks in our bathroom so we have a nice double vanity and everything in our rv
0: do all rvs have showers and bathrooms built in or how do you deal with that
2: Our smaller RV did. Most RVs do have a bathroom shower and everything like that. Usually the ones that do not have that would be uh, like small vans. I think like a VW bus or something. They might have like a solar shower outside and a portable toilet. But for the most part, everyone has a bathroom.
0: How do you maintain the RV while you're on the road? What are some of the things that you have to do to take care of it?
2: So my husband, Wes, takes care of all of that. He takes care of all the driving. I've actually never driven our RV. So some of the things you'll want to take care of is, of course, you'll want to make sure that your tires are in good shape, your brakes are in good shape. You'll want regular oil changes. We like to get a good professional washing of our RV every so often. We actually just got one done last week. That took like, if Wes does it, it takes like six to eight hours, but they came and did it professionally and that still took three to four hours to wash the huge RV. I'm thinking a lot of the maintenance is similar to a car. So like I said, tire, brakes, oil changes. Um, and on the inside of the RV, I would say it's just pretty similar to a house. I mean, you would clean the dryer trap, the vent trap out of your dryer. You would just make sure everything's still running smoothly, and things in an RV tend to break a lot easier. So you definitely want to make sure you're taking proper care of everything.
0: Do you need a water hookup at any point or a sewer hookup?
2: Our RV can work on its own. Like if we're on a long driving trip trying to get somewhere, um, we definitely have electricity. We also have a solar panel on the top. We don't need to hook up to sewer unless we need to dump it. So, I mean, obviously we would still be fine, and we also have a water tank. But if we're at an RV park, yeah, we will hook up to the water, the electricity and the sewer.
0: Do you have any interesting stories just from, you know, adventures that you've had, people you've met that would be interesting?
2: Yeah, we've met tons of super interesting people. Um, There aren't a lot of young RVers out there, but everyone that we've met has been super nice. And it's funny, whenever you see another young RVer, you pretty much just barge right on over and say, hey, you want to have a beer? Like you're just automatically good friends. So that's always pretty nice because young RVers just automatically connect like that. Even though you don't see them very often, it's like your best friends pretty much. A couple months ago, like I said, Wes met a billionaire who we were parked next to for a few months. And that was actually pretty interesting because he lived in like a $2.5 million RV, has a house in the Hamptons, but RVs the majority of his time. And he was pretty interesting. We've met lots of just professional outdoors people. People who bike for a living, climb for a living, hike for a living, mountain bike for a living, and so on. And that's always a lot of fun. You meet, definitely meet a lot of interesting people.
0: How do they do those things for a living?
2: Usually they're sponsored by a company, like an outdoors company. Okay, I've decided I want to hike for a yeah, living. Yeah, I'm still trying <laughs>
0: to understand exactly how that works. So they're, they're, they're paid by a company to just go out biking? What do they do?
2: It would be more like professionally doing that. Um, like competing. I see. Yep. But I mean, they'll also get sponsored to post things like on their Instagram account, like post pretty pictures.
0: Ah, uh, okay. I don't know that I have any more questions really. I, Miranda. Well,
1: my next question comes because I mean, I have a teenage son and obviously I'm not going to go. art. Well, I don't know. Not obviously, <laughs> but I mean, what do you, like, uh, you don't have kids, right? Nope. We do not. But you do have, you do have dogs. You have animals. So what are the, some of the, the other the extra things you have to do when you have these animals? And then I guess piggybacking off of that, if you were going to have children, like how would you approach this? I mean, how do you make that work when you have, you know, dependents that you need to take around with you?
2: That's actually a really good question. So we have two dogs. One is just like a little seventeen pounder French Bulldog, but the other one is almost eighty pounds and she's a pretty large dog. A lot of people mistake her for a pit bull. So um, if we go places, we usually have to ask, what kind of dogs do you allow? And even though her vet papers say that she is a Brittany Boxer mix, will she still be allowed? Because if someone mistakes her for a pit bull, there's a chance that we could be asked to leave, even though that's not happened. But we have been asked one time to provide proof that she is what we say she is. So, I mean, you definitely want to make sure that you're allowed in. I don't want to scare anyone to think that, oh, they're never allowed in. We've never really had a problem. But you do want to make sure that your dog is allowed the dog breed. Um, usually Piples and German shepherds are a little bit more difficult to get in from whenever I see their rule book of a campground. So we love having dogs with us. Uh, we always make sure that the campground has plenty of grass for them as well as a dog park. We love taking them on hikes, so RVing is really good for them. And then if you have kids, that's not impossible. If we ended up having kids, I definitely would still want to bring them in RV life. um, That's for sure. We have met a couple of families with kids. I interviewed someone on my blog who has, it's a husband, a wife, four kids, and two labs. And they do that in a van, a van-sized RV, which is pretty nuts to have six people and two large dogs. Um, And then we have also met someone who has a mom and a dad, nine kids. The oldest kid is like 18 and the youngest is like a year old. So they do that in an RV too. So it's definitely possible. They all road school, which is where you homeschool on the road and bring them to like national parks and stuff like that.
0: So how has spending so much time on the road in an RV changed the way you look at life?
2: I definitely look... Forward to life, like I, I feel more refreshed to work each day, knowing that there's something interesting out there to do. It's also, it's great meeting new people. Um, you meet all sorts of different people while RVing. I would definitely say my favorite part is hiking a lot, though, because I can think of a lot of great ideas for the business and the blog while hiking. It's also great for the mind and great for the body. We really love everything about RV life, and it's definitely positively impacted our lives.
1: That's really cool. I like that you can use it as a way to kind of express your creativity and move forward with your business. And then, of course, that means that you can continue funding your RV lifestyle. But what are some of the other ways that it's impacted your life other than like being able to do that? I mean, has it helped you learn new things about people? Has it helped you just kind of in like see that greater, greater experiences just from being able to do new things?
2: Definitely the greater experiences. I would definitely say I'm more positive about life, meeting all different kinds of people who are just trying to make RV life work and they are making it work. There's something funny about RVing. So half the people who meet us and find out that we RV think that um, we're like trust fund kids or we have an inheritance or something like that. And then the other half of people who meet us tend to think that we're like down on our luck and something's wrong and we're forced to live in the RV. So, um, you definitely meet some interesting people and you get to change people's minds about RVing, especially the half that thinks that, oh, that's like a negative thing. RVing bad. And we definitely changed a lot of people towards, uh, having them reach for their passion, reach for their dreams and stuff like that. We've met so many people who have RVed because of us, which is really great too.
0: How do you handle the mail situation? How do you get communication from people?
2: That is a great question. So we get our mail from a company called My Dakota Address. Um, we use their address for our mail our driver's license or vehicle registrations and so on. Uh, all our mail gets sent there and then they send it to us wherever we are. Hmm. So okay. like once a month, I'll email them and say, hey, will you send me my mail? I'm currently at XYZ and they just send it to me. It's really easy.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really important because a lot of businesses and places expect you ha- to have a permanent residence that you use as an address for things. So this gives you this gives you the ability to have that?
2: Yeah, it's really easy. Um, like I said, it's on our driver's license, so it's definitely legal, and it just makes it really easy, too. And they tell me what mail I have through email. So they'll say, hey, Michelle, today you got this letter, this letter, and this letter. And um, if there's one, I want them to open because I can't wait a week or two to get it. They'll open it and they'll scan it to me so I know exactly what's going on right then. I don't have to wait forever to see what's in the mail.
0: Does that work in every state? You know, you said it's on your driver's license. So you, you do have to be a resident of a state in order to get a driver's license, right?
2: Yeah. So there are three main states that everyone, well, not everyone, probably like 90% of our v use. It's South Dakota, Texas, and Florida. They're all no income tax. They allow you to be an RVer and be a resident of their state. And they're just, they're used to RVers. So they're just RV friendly states is what they're called. For us, we belong to South Dakota.
0: So you don't have to own physical property in those states in order to have that address?
2: No, we've actually only been to South Dakota one night. So you just have to stay there one night and then you can become a resident of the state.
1: Hmm. Yep. That explains why my Dakota address, I guess. Yep. Yeah. The other thing I want to ask you about is have you primarily just traveled throughout the U.S. or have you taken your RV to like Canada or down south to like Mexico, Central America, and South America?
2: being uh, so in Mexico is a little bit more difficult. Our uh, insurance company for our RV says that we can't go to Mexico. Not in our RV at least. I'm not sure what the rule is for Canada. We haven't brought it up there yet either. Um, we would definitely like to. It's a little bit more difficult. Like we would like to go to Alaska or Canada, but the time frame for that is usually like July to August are the best months to go and usually we're doing something else during those months. We would definitely like to do that in the next probably year or two though. Definitely on our list.
0: All right. Well, while you're on the road, how about you let us know and let our audience know exactly how they can find your website and get a hold of you if they'd like?
2: So my name is Michelle. Like I said, you can find me at that's making, making sense That's making M A K I N G sense S E N S E of O F and then dot com. I'm sure there'll be a link. Cause that's a little confusing. Um, <laughs> and then you can also find me on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, pretty much everywhere. You'll be able to find me. If you go to Instagram slash Michelle Schro, Instagram.com slash Michelle Schro, you'll be able to find all of my RVing pictures. So and see RV life.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you for being on the show today.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking about RV life.
0: All right. And if you would like to suggest a topic for a future adulting.tv podcast, you can go to adulting.tv slash ask and visit our website at adulting.tv. You can find us on Facebook, the hashtag adulting community, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts uh, by going to adulting.tv slash iTunes. And, of course, on our site, there's links to all the different ways that you can listen, including Stitcher and Google Play. And uh, any other way that you can subscribe is most welcome. Please leave us a review. And until next week, remember to behave like a grown-up. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv.